Hello, and welcome to today's episode of Coffee with Bobby. Today, I'm having coffee with Nellie Tatum. Nellie is a Texas-based real estate broker, instructor, and real estate tech strategist for real estate driven in the residential sector. She describes herself as simply just a human who woke up one morning and decided to free herself from the corporate chains and glass ceiling to go into real estate. She started her first brokerage on a series of unemployment checks. And now she is doing incredible things within the industry and also in life in general. Nell, thank you so much for joining us today. Tell us what's new in your world. Thank you for having me, Bobby. Oh, a lot of new things in my world. I'm currently most focused on transitioning uh, from being a real estate broker and instructor into mm -hmm. a real estate tech strategist. I'm building a community, okay, which is called Red, which is real estate driven. Um, right now, we are currently working... Um, on a dashboard, a cloud dashboard. Ooh, fun. Yeah, that is. So the dashboard is basically a workspace for real estate agents or real estate related industry um, personnel to be able to log on from anywhere and access all the tools that they use, plus some suggested tools, um, plus some suggested technology mm -hmm. tools that we put in front of them. But the great thing about it is, again, it's a community. So we can share the tools that we use via the dashboard. You know, hey, this works best for me, or I've used this for my marketing. So it's a great collaboration space and a cloud workspace. So of course they've opened Texas up, but post pandemic, I don't think we're gonna go back to, I don't think we're gonna go back to how we were before, you know? I think, I think, real estate just business overall is changing like who's really going to pay for all that office space <laughs> right electricity <laughs> and bills and i'm i'm just thinking you know i think that and as agents did you notice how well not even just as agents just, did you notice how easy it was for us to transition to work from home there were hiccups everyone has hiccups right yeah but it was just so easy for us to just pick up and do what we do from home. And with that being said, I think people now, especially with this season, we're in a very busy selling season. Like yeah. sellers are just winning all over, you know? It's and, a huge market. Right. But there are buyers out there. And I think what we realize as people is like now put money into your home and where you stay and make sure where you stay, you're completely 100% comfortable, you know, because now home is pretty much where you're going to work, where you're going to live, you know, well, of course, where you're going to live, but it's where you're going to work, where you're going to exercise, where you're going to do most of your hobbies now, because I think just meeting in public, we're going to be a little bit more cautious moving forward. And if we can do it from home, I believe that we're going to start doing it from home if it can be done from home, you know. So that's kind of where I'm at right now, building this community of real estate agents who are going to be able to help the consumers of the future based on this dashboard with technology um, on the back end from anywhere in the world, kind of like you, where you can travel anywhere. Exactly. <laughs> like the world that we have right now is, you're right, like we're at home, we're going out some, we're working from home. Right. Like you want your home to be that oasis. Right, exactly. And it's like, okay, well, you know, like if I'm not paying for transportation to get to the office, well, here's an extra thousand dollars a month. Or maybe I can put that into my backyard. Maybe I can put that into my kitchen. Maybe I can do this with it. Right. And you're, you hit the nail on the head because I was speaking with an agent the other day. Mm -hmm. I can't remember which one. I'm sure it was probably one of my agents, but yeah, I was speaking with the agent yesterday and she was saying how she has a friend who was literally on public assistance, but started working from home and was enough to save up for a down payment this past year because of all the money she saved, no gas, no transportation. Um, she started, you know, cutting back on the meals and just, you know, only going to the grocery store for essentials. Um, and she was able to save money. And now she's able to put a down payment on a home. So I, while I think, you know, the pandemic is horrible, I just see so many benefits that, you know, um, 
that we're evolving into a different society that's learning how to be more resourceful, that's now forcing people to absolutely use tech, you know, and it's forcing people to um, build relationships now because it, it's more important than ever. Yeah. Right. Um, so that's why I said, you know, I don't want to just, I want to build a community because, you know, we're kind of just here in our homes, different places, but with that community feel when you can get online and say, hey, you know, I was thinking about using this for creating flyers or brochures or, hey, you guys, what should I use, you know, for a CRM and different agents can say, well, I've used this and this has been my experience and I've used that and this has been my experience. And um, because I think group knowledge is mm -hmm. way better than just one coach or one you know because when you're coaching or you're training and I'm not saying coaches trainers please <laughs> do not get mad at me I'm not saying coaches and trainers um I'm not trying to devalue them but there's just a different way or a, a different host of knowledge that comes from when you have 10 15 20 people right you're looking at things from totally different perspectives like all different perspectives and with that like collaboration is key yeah and so you're like oh well this works for me here's some tips to like make facebook ads run better right or here's some tips like oh maybe you should show your home on tiktok or things that maybe you know like coaches aren't saying or like this has worked for me. This didn't work for me. Right. Don't waste your money on it. Right. Right. Because like, and he, here's the thing. I tend to think that coaches and trainers should be people who are experienced in the field, right? Or people who have had a certain amount of success in the field. Mm -hmm. Great. But sometimes when you've had a certain amount of success and you've done it this way, you don't tend to look at other ways that it could possibly be done. And if you've been doing it this way and it works, for you, that's great. You know, I mean, don't stop a, a money train. But by the same token, that's why I say, you know, collaboration in the group experience just shows you how it works for other people in so many different ways. And so, and real estate is so dynamic with so many different facets. It's just, you know, it's commercial, it's residential, it's everything. So I'm really excited about the community that I'm building. That's what, awesome. Yeah, what they didn't tell me was it's hard building a community and raising two teenage girls. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's with anything. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. with any community yeah. that you try to build and create. Right, right. <clears throat> and that's why I got on Clubhouse and that's where we met on Clubhouse. Yeah. And so, and I love the community there. Like I'm listening to it every morning, 4 a.m. nonstop. Breakfast of Champions is one of the ones that I, I listen to um on my way to crossfit you know mm -hmm. so uh which i've recently got into crossfit i know uh please everyone too i understand crossfit is very 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 um what do you call it high impact and intensity but i'm doing it Yay! <laughs> i love it i love it and but i'm doing it nell doesn't know this or at least i don't think she knows this but i as viewers and listeners you guys know that i'm avid fitness Person. Are yes. you? Yes, yes. Really? Yes. So wait, before we were sitting here talking about all my food issues. <laughs> um yes. did you want to jump out of your pants and be like, oh, you probably well, I know. No, no, <laughs> no, not at all. Um, so yes, I have done CrossFit, I run a lot, I cycle. So what I is your opinion? Hit, um I enjoy so I've done like a variety of workouts and so forth. Mm -hmm. And currently well, when I was back in Indianapolis, I was doing workouts with my brother and he's a former police officer. So it was very heavily like CrossFit style, plus a little bit more mm -hmm. on the workouts that we would do in the morning and then transition to working out with my younger sister, who's still in high school, who's getting ready for high school cross country and getting her up to speed on weights and running. So yeah, like wow. I'm always working out and now we're back here and back to not having a gym right off the bat, but oh. luckily enough, there are weights in the garage. So okay. okay, I just create my own workouts. Okay. So, but what do you think about CrossFit? Do you think it's too high intensity? Do you think it's, mm, can you answer so, it? Yes. Yes, I can. <laughs> I like the CrossFit culture. Mm -hmm. There's definitely a culture to it. Mm -hmm. And 
like that camaraderie and doing things together as a group and mm-hmm. competitiveness mm-hmm. definitely definitely helps yeah um having somebody consistently push you when you go in if it's at the 5 a.m or oh, the 6 a.m my god and I so love that and wait while you're saying that if you're listening shout out to brian because you are really awesome you have like totally motivated me to come into the gym all the time and i know i don't make my whole five days all the time but i am committed to getting to those five days and it's because of you brian Oh, I love it. <laughs> See, everybody's motivating each other around here. Yes, um, yes, yes. So CrossFit is really good. I feel that sometimes the impact that it creates on different people can cause too much stress. Okay. So if you start to realize like, oh, my knees really hurt. Maybe I shouldn't be doing 100 burpees a day. Okay. Or maybe I should back to off of this a little bit. Um, definitely keep pushing yourself definitely listen to your body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Because there's different levels and that goes with whatever fitness you're doing. Uh uh Because I've actually had it in the past where I worked out too much and too hard. Really? And my body started to spiral in downward motion and I had high inflammation and then I had to learn like, oh, I can't go to the gym anymore. I can't do this. Yeah. Um, So yeah, just take it as you go and that's with anything so if you push yourself too more too much and you feel that extra stress like back off a little bit so the funny thing is like I can definitely push myself to eat a lot it takes a lot to push myself to (laughs) so I'm still working on that with my fitness journey so um that's something that's new so I've recently um like I told you I recently lost 100 pounds so I'm I'm starting a whole new lifestyle so I'm starting a real estate community with red I'm starting a whole new lifestyle with food and a different relationship with food in general um although I still, what I've noticed this week is that I still stress eat and I'm trying to work on that. What are your tips for stress eating? Ooh, that's a good one. One drink, lots of water. Okay. Like that, everybody tells me I'm, I'm having such a hard time with my water intake. That's like one of those things. And I started last, I'm going to say it last summer when we were down here in Texas, mm-hmm. like towards the end, like August, I was like, mm-hmm. I, I always drink water. Like coffee, water, not much juice, like no soda Mm -hmm. and sparkling water, you name it. Um, But I was like, I don't really think that I'm getting as much water as what I need. Uh And I force myself to drink. So you just have to force it. Three liters of water a day, which sounds like a lot. But like, once you start, you're like, oh, well, before my morning coffee, I'm having a glass of like warm, hot water with lemon. And then, oh, I'm going to drink water after like two cups of coffee. And then it's just going to be water for a while. Oh, okay. So the hot water works. Like, so you're saying like in the morning, maybe try, I'm going to start that. I'm going to start doing like hot water in the morning. You guys join me now. Everybody who's watching. Infuse it with mints. Oh, I have mints. I have fresh mints. There Um, you go. So everybody now who's watching, we are going to do the next 30 days. How long did it take? 30 to 45 days to form a habit? Oh, I thought it was 21 days. Is it 21 days? I think so. 21 days. 21 days. So the next 21 days, um, we'll form a habit of drinking water and we'll start with hot water in the morning. That's what we're all going to do. Add some lemon to to it. Get the antioxidants. Get your body set. Um, And it really works. Like I just make sure that I always have like, water with me in the car right here and I mean on the side here we've my boyfriend like won't drink normal water like I buy spring water and he's like it's gross I need (laughs) I need flavor in the water yeah and I was like okay so do flavored waters count I've stayed away from flavored waters I've done I've done so I've done well, except for my coffee, I must have my coffee. This is one thing that I will not let go yeah. is my vanilla cream cold brew. I won't let go of it. There's sugar in the cream. It's moderate. I try not to drink my calories because it's like 110 calories on the grande, but I yeah. do get a minty. So let's just say it's too much. 
It's all good. But yeah, it's all good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. working it off. So yeah, yeah. So um, I love my coffees though, but I the water. Oh, but I'm going to try that. So we're all going to try that, you guys. We're making a pack. And shout out to Hint Water. Um, that's what we've been getting. Hint Water. Mm-hmm. Okay. So local grocery stores and everything. Local grocery stores. You can also get it. I'm going to do a shameless plug here. Uh, if you use Rakuten for rebates. Okay. For a cash back. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I'll put a link below as well. So you guys can sign up. Um, you also normally get like 4% cash back. And generally speaking, it's cheaper if you order it online through Hint, um, Hint Water and then just have it shipped to your house, like literally day, two days, free shipping on three cases. Okay. It's a no-brainer. Oh, wow. Free shipping. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. If you order three cases or more, free shipping. And some people are like, well, bottled water is more expensive, but think about it. And this is what I've said numerous times. People is like, okay, but you're going to pay for it other ways down the road. Right. Right. Even so when you go to McDonald's or whatever, you, they still charge you for the cup a, a little bit. I mean, you, you're paying for water all the time. Well, or not only that, but the health effects down the road. Oh, so that's like, what you mean. Okay, gotcha. Like, gotcha. if you don't take care of your body right now, you're going to pay for it later. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's what I try, I'm gonna try to tell my kids when they're all up in the Pringles. Part of it is food envy because <laughs> they can just eat. You watch kids, they can eat anything and then just work it off. Well, some of them sometimes, <laughs> I mean, it depends on their lifestyle. So my oldest daughter, she's into tennis, right? So she can eat and she pretty much stays about the same size, yeah. but she's a healthy girl, but she still stays about the same size, right? I eat, it's immediately 10 pounds added on <laughs> like that day. So, um, but yeah, and I try to tell them, you know, take care of your body now because it's going to have to take care of you later. And I'm now that I'm 40, I'm, ex- you know, like, I'm like, oh, okay. I, I feel like a little kid on the inside, but sometimes my body, I wake up in the morning, my body's like, Mm-mm, don't do it. <laughs> I know what you're thinking. Don't do it. Don't get into that. <laughs> but there is, you can eat stuff in moderation. Yeah. I mean, hard town. Like I love to cook being at right. home this past year, like really honed in on cooking right. and, you know, perimeter shopping, but yes, of course, like, sure. What's perimeter shopping? Perimeter shopping. So you stay mostly on like the, uh, fresh fruits, fresh vegetables, the produce, grab your meats. And then you don't do as much on like the inner aisles okay. with like all the preservatives and so forth. Okay. Okay. And then like, you know, whatever you need on frozen vegetables and things like that. Uh-huh. And you'll notice the difference. Wow. Okay. Okay. So I've kind of been doing perimeter shopping because I'll go to a meat store and I'll just get all mm-hmm. my meats there and they don't have much of whatever. And I stay off of that. Right. And then I'll go to the HEB to get some of the fresh fruits and vegetables and stuff like that. So, okay. I've kind of been doing that without, okay. Without knowing it. Without knowing it. I like that. And tips for you guys. If you need help on grocery shopping, I'm like queen of clearance shopping and finding deals. Um, definitely load up on those coupons and if you're saying, you know, like, well, it's more expensive, there's coupons out there. Oh, so, and I have a, a agent, his name is Irvin Cobb, and he is an extreme couponer. It's so crazy because he's like this, you know, he's like this, he's just Mr. Military strict yeah. and, you know, and well, not strict, but very, um, just not the person you would think yeah. he's an extreme couponer, right? <laughs> and when he told me this, I'm like, you coupon <laughs> seriously <laughs> like this is surprising like, yeah yeah like seriously like you're a couponer like mr army marine swiss army knife man you're a couponer but yes and even over the holidays i'm like oh my gosh i need um what do you call it tupperware you know yeah. and he's like, oh i got a coupon for that and it's on the i mean i was like okay he is serious about it <laughs> serious about his coupon <laughs> i'm not that much no I'll, he's like a serious i'll upload them in the apps and so forth and they're definitely targeted like if you spend five minutes doing it mm-hmm. you'll start to see the savings okay like okay. i don't put more than that i normally i know here in texas it's heb country but uh, yeah lately i'm still midwest girl at heart so 
I still go to Kroger. Oh, uh, you're a Kroger. I don't know. I don't know if we interview over. Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> game over. About I, don't know, I, don't know I don't know if we can do this. <laughs> um, but I still go to ATV. Nothing against ATV. Uh, but yeah, like the targeted coupon. Yeah. It makes a difference. Okay. Okay. So I'm like, even on ATV has their own app and stuff too. Your dog is so beautiful. Yeah. And I never even asked, what's his name? Miko. Miko. Okay. Miko Miko's getting in on the podcast today. So yeah, Miko. I have um, my rescue, Jebediah. Mm-hmm. And Jebediah is a pit. Uh, he's a lab pit mix. And he is like 100 and maybe 15 pounds. And everyone, they see him and they're automatically intimidated. Like they're like, oh my gosh, is he going to bite? He's the sweetest thing. Oh, <laughs> he's so sweet. He's the sweetest thing. Mm. He might, if you're rough with him, but just off the, you know, um, he, he's not. And when I say he might bite, I mean, he's like, mm, 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 don't do that. <laughs> yeah. Don't bother me. Yeah, yeah. But he's never full on all teeth, at least, you know, that, but he had this, when I met him, I don't know if you're really into dogs, but so I will be honest. I've had a terrible relationship with pets. I've had dozens of pets okay. over my life. <laughs> At one point in time, my family was going to ban me from having pets. Oh, that's how bad it was. Because <laughs> you love them, right? Right. But you, you don't realize how much you have to take care of them, right? So in yeah. my younger years, so and then I even had two little puppies, Beowulf and Babe. I think they got the worst of it, um, but I just didn't want them to, you know, euthanize them. So yeah, I was like, that's just you know, like I just told you my story, like give them a shot. Like my whole thing is like, give people a shot at life. Give, yeah, you know, give even them a animals chance. too, give them a chance. You never know, you know, you could be with the next lassie. Yeah. So, <laughs> so um, yeah, so I, Jebediah, I was living, I had just separated from my husband and I was living in an apartment and my kids were gone for the mm-hmm. summer and I go downstairs and they have all these pit bulls because here they have to euthanize a pit bull. Okay. I did not know that. Um, so Fort Bend County was like, yeah, we're going to have to put this one down. And I was like, no, that's so sad. Like all of them. And, um, but I was like, no, but you know what? I'm not in a place in my life where I can absolutely take, take on a pet. And my family has banned me from pets. <laughs> Like, so I bring it home? Right. I not? So the, the, the guy that was tending to him in the apartment, he was like, you know, there's no adoption fee. And I was like, oh, but there's a pet deposit. And then the pet deposit lady was like, or the, uh, the leasing agent yeah. at the apartment complex, she was like, oh no, we're not even charging a pet deposit if you get one of these dogs because we want to save them. And I was like, nope, not today. I'm still not going to do it. Then he hands me the leash to Jebediah. And I'm like, he's like, can you just walk him for me? Because all the dogs are going crazy, right. you know, and he's kind of in there pacing in the little pen and everything. And I'm like, oh, that pen is so small for this dog. Yeah. And he was smaller even. So I take him outside and I'm like, I'm not walking with you. So here's the leash, go do your business. And I'm sitting down right here. He goes and he does his business. He comes back and he just sits down right by me. And we literally just kind of love that sit there. <laughs> We he wasn't there. going back to that yeah, thing after no, that. Yeah, we just kind of sit there and I'm like, I'm not adopting you. I'm just letting you know this. And we're having that. Well, I'm having the conversation. And yeah. He's just looking at me like, and I'm like, I don't even know your history. I don't even know. You know, I was like, this can't. And my daughters were younger at the time. And especially my daughter, Princess. I was like, Princess is going to be a little rambunctious. Right. And uh, I don't know, you know, if that would be a good fit, you know, con- considering that he, you know, was coming from um, a rescue. So you don't mm-hmm. really know too much of the past. So I'm like, nope, I'm not going to do it. But then I say, you know what? But you're not going to die. Not today. Because it was like a Sunday and Monday was the day. Uh-huh. So I was like, you're not going to die. Not today. So this is what we're going to do. <laughs> I love this. So, you're so, not going to die and you're not going to die. Today. Yeah. Yeah. This goes in all aspects. Of yeah, exactly. That's life. You're not going to die and you're not going to die today. So <laughs> I said, this is what we're going to do. I have a friend and his name is Tremaine and he lives out in the country and he has, you know, land for a dog mm-hmm. and he loves dogs. 
So I was just going to say, so I'm going to adopt you and then I'm going to take you out to the country and what you do with your life from then on is up to you. <laughs> you have a chance. You have a chance. I'm going to save you. So, so I go in there and I'm like, okay. And I'm like, and they're like, oh, you should know that he was used in fighting and he's been abandoned twice. And he had, um, he's really scared of rain because he was uh, left out in Harlem. Okay. Um, so even till this day, rain is an issue but I was like oh okay that's a lot of issues but okay we're taking them out to the country and we're giving them a shot so I take them home and uh, I was like okay so we need to get you a bath so the mobile groomers come I mean this thing here and then he jumps in my bed you know I'm like after the bath he just yeah. literally and and we've been rocking ever since and when he jumps in my bed I'm like oh no 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 sir you do not go to sleeping on a Tempur-Pedic you were just in a pound on a cement floor like moving up, like, moving on up. like right like and now you're taking over my bed like and then like so I mean bed settings are now adjusted to his comfort (laughs) and then my kids come home um for the summer and they're like mom you have a dog and I mean he was just so gentle with them and so protective of them and so loving with them you know so he just became a part of our family and so we've been rocking with him and he is the first dog in my entire life of 41 years that has really stuck like stuck it so, was meant to be it was I have one I had one dog named Marvin who my cousin had so uh-huh. we rehome the dogs that that don't make it with me always end up getting rehomed with my family so that's why my family was like <laughs> okay look who's getting another dog what's gonna happen yeah because oh my god so yeah, and when I got jumped, I was just kind of like, uh-uh, don't call her because if that one doesn't work, nobody's taking it. Who's getting the pit bull, Max? Yeah, so, I mean, so there's that. That's, well, Jebediah is not anything new in my life, so yes, yeah, what was me? So Jebediah is not anything new in my life, but um, he is definitely, every day, he's my support system. We wake up in the morning, and of course, he looks at me, are we going to do CrossFit today? Because if we are, I need my treat now before you, <laughs> before you head out. Yeah. Like, it's today a CrossFit day because I need my treat now. <laughs> so, and he's just, I don't know, he, that's why I say, I mean, I love dogs, I love animals, I love puppies, so that's my thing. Oh, I love dogs. You do too. So. Yeah, but the thing is with us being on the road, road, yeah, and like back and forth. So we just watch families' dogs right now. So, so here's a confession. I love your lifestyle, right? That you travel and everything. My daughter tells me, my daughter princess tells me, I want to live in a van. Okay, and I mean like she or yeah. a bus. Yeah, you know, yeah, she wants a converted yeah, yeah. van life. Yeah. So, of course, I'm like, why would you want to do that? Like, you know, I'm just full mom. I'm very, um, I don't know, like, I'm very loose and fun. But then with my kids, I'm like, don't do that. Right. (laughs) Yeah. You could get hurt. And then they're like, "Uh, but mom. (laughs) This is what it's really. Yeah. No, but then they're like, "Uh, but mom, didn't you? And I was like, don't mind what I did. (laughs) That's irrelevant. So, but yeah, so she's like, I want to grow up and I want to eat his, she just wants to be able to pick up and go. So I'm like, no, you want to get a house. You want to get some equity. You want to be stable. You want to, you know, and she's like, no, that's not what I want to do. And I'm like, why wouldn't you, you know? And she's like, no, I'm learning this year, their individuality. They're just different people. Although, like I said, she has my personality and spirit, but she is a different person, you know? Um, and so, of course, and she's grown up in different times and then like, but I do admire that spirit of yeah. free flowing. Yeah, free flowing. Like, that's why I said, man, you traveling, that's just awesome because I want to do it, but then I have that fear. When you step into it and step into it with anything in life, like you just sort of go for it. For me, right. like my first thing of like going for it was moving on my own to Barcelona when I was 21. Okay, like, Wow take two suitcases, here you go, go find an apartment, go to school. Like I knew a few people, but not too many. Right, right. Figure out life, this is where you're at. Like, right, right. Closest family was, you know, eight hour plane right away. My best friend was 
moving to Paris at the end of that year. Um, but yeah, like that was life for me. Mm -hmm. And it was honestly like the best decision mm. that I did. And it sort of got me into this free flowing mode of, you know, like you don't have to have all the materialistic things right. in life. Uh, you don't have to have all of this. And to this day, like after 10 years of being on the road traveling right. and, you know, like I, I come to Texas and we literally had two suitcases. Like, we don't know how long we're staying. Yeah. Uh, between That's what I love. I was like, like okay, yeah, we I'm got just gonna wake one up. large suitcase, one small carry-on suitcase. Wow. Brought scuba diving stuff. And, and that's it. A, a couple extra things that we threw into the car. That was it. And see, that's why I think I'm going through like this. I don't know. And then I, it's not a midlife crisis, but someone asked the question the other day or not asked the question, but somebody posed and it might've been clubhouse even okay. about just not chasing the money. And I, I tell my, and I was like, okay, so this is true. Like, you know, cause I, I always try to tell my agents stop chasing the money, especially new agents, right? Cause they come into the industry and immediately they want to sell. They want their first sale. They want their second. They want to become multimillionaires overnight and I paused this year and that's why I decided I want to become a real estate tech strategist. I love being a broker. I love being an instructor. Mm -hmm. I love transferring the knowledge, but do what you like. Don't worry about the money. <laughs> like The money will come. Like, yes, the money will come. Do what you like. And then real estate, find what your niche is, right? Mm -hmm. So my niche, I'll be honest, it wasn't being a producer and going out and showing homes because to be honest, I started, I loved it. My first year was a really good year for me. And, um, you know, like I sold many agents don't sell um, that as many homes as okay. I did like my first year. Um, so my first year was really, really good for me. And of course I made the money and it was the first time I made so much money in my life. I became a real estate agent at 29. And so I was sitting there like, oh my God, you know, you get the money. Right. Like, it's coming Oh, in. buy the bar. Like, you know, like, like, what are we doing today? Like, you know, um, so, and then the IRS came, but <laughs> taxes are that's a different podcast. <laughs> um, but then the IRS came and, um, but what, I realized was that being a buyer's agent at the time, that's okay. really what I was, you know, like I, I would help people go and look at homes. Mm -hmm. But then I had to realize, yeah, I like being a buyer's agent, but I, I love transferring knowledge more than I like, you know, um, looking at homes. So right. I'm like, but I have this real estate license. So how do I apply that? Well, okay, become an instructor in real estate and become a consultant. And, and so that's what I did. Um, so I usually help brokers and brokerages kind of find their way. And it just kind of turned into a thing. And then like in technology, I'm not a techie at all. Like, yeah. I can't code. I couldn't tell you. But in the industry here in Texas, I am deemed as somewhat of a um, technology person because with real estate, I mean, real estate technology is a little, uh, and you have a bunch of people who know nothing about technology. Right. So I'm like entry level, right? Or what I consider entry level. Um, so I'm putting all the, what, one of the problems that we have in this industry is that we don't put systems together and we just kind of, we're salespeople. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're salespeople. And so salespeople don't necessarily sit back and are detailed about the systems that you put together. It's, hey, do you want to buy a house? Great. Let me show you how to do it. But we're not necessarily, hey, do you want to buy a house? Well, first we should do this. And first you need to sign this. And then second, I need to put you in a portal. And then I need to, right. but doing these things actually help produce more because now you can service more people mm -hmm. when you have a system and then people be depend and rely on your service because you have a system it's like oh you know what I did this with this person and it was great the system worked right you know so I always and that's my passion so I was like you know what this year I'm going to do my passion and my passion is really just about being creative helping people put systems together within real estate now 
that's why I said I made a terrible buyer's agent because I realized, you know, I'm, I started showing buyers and they were just like, what do you think? And I'm like, oh, just pick a home already. <laughs> that's yeah, that's, that's just, a sign when you know yeah. you're over <laughs> Like you're over. Yeah, I was like, oh, just pick a home already. And yeah, so then I was like, you know what? But for me, it was like, oh my God, I've seen so many houses this year. Right. And I was like, oh Lord, like they're all starting to blend together. What <laughs> is this? Right, like, so then I was like, you know what? I'm probably not an effective um, buyer's agent, uh, which, but I thought I would be, mm -hmm. but no, that wasn't it. A listing agent, I'm better as a listing agent because you go in, you list the home and then you have a system. That's why I realized, okay, yeah. because there's a system in how you list, right? You put it up on the MLS, you market it this way, you do that, you get these papers signed. It's just, you know, because buyers are so, there's so many variables with buyers, you know, so. I mean, buyers are always changing their minds. Yeah, exactly. exactly. I, I can say that because I was looking for like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I may not be buying a house, but I was looking for houses to rent. Right. To rent, and it was like, well, you know, this would be great on the dream list. Right. But, right. oh, it's that price rate. Take it off. Take right, it off. right. Okay, so <laughs> now I know if you ever say you want to buy a home, I'm going to refer you to one of my agents because I can't, like, buyers are that right. way. They're like, oh, well, you know, this is perfect, but it's not a two-story. But you specifically said you wanted a one-story. <laughs> right, like, this is what he said. Yeah, this is what you said. It's like, Oh no, but that's changed because I've talked to my mom and my mom really does think a two-story and it's like, okay, now we're looking at two-story. <laughs> Back to the drawing board. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Read yeah. to the search here, come to the new list. Right, so it. then when I started listing homes, I realized with sellers is how much money can I make? And, you know, there are some variables with it, but you have a system for each different mm -hmm. type of home that you want to sell. You know how to market each home that you want to sell. You can walk in and you can say, oh, okay, in this area, in this neighborhood, I know how I'm going to sell this home. Oh, this is the price that you want. And I always ask them, you know, what is your outcome? What, what do you want? You know, what is your goal? Some people aren't money motivated. They just want to get out and they want to get out fast. Um, so with that being said, then I help them, you know, create an execution strategy or we create an execution strategy based on foundational principles. So as you can see, um, having a system, it yes. just, it, it, it represents stability to me. So that's why my daughter who wants to live in a van and go everywhere <laughs> is like, what, what do you mean? What do you mean by this? Like there's no rules to that. What are the rules? <laughs> The rule says don't get a parking ticket. That's the rule. That is don't get a parking ticket. So yeah. I uh, but that's so interesting. Like the process that goes into it. And I, you know, people really understand what real estate agents really do. Well, I feel like it's like a circus master. It is. Because I was in the event industry. Okay. okay. So that, and that's how I always related everything. Like, oh my God, you just wrapped up real estate. And just yeah, like, it's yes, like you are literally a you master. all these different balls. Like, you have to wear the face of a marketer. You have to wear the face of like production, like front of house. Like, right. In the event industry, it was like you have to be show ready. Right. Same thing. You have to be show ready for right. the house. Like, right. You got to get the back end work done. You got to make the phone calls. Right. So I, I, and that's one of the, the things that I'm like, okay. And the other thing is public education. We have to educate the public on exactly what we do, especially now because it's post pandemic and people want to know like, how have your services changed or how, you know, how does it work now that we're in the middle of a pandemic? So things have changed like virtual open houses now, you know, cause some people, yeah. just, I don't want everyone in my home and I don't blame you. I recently had a listing with, um, uh, my family member and I, you know, it's just things we have to think about. And um, cause I, I usually don't produce like after that first year of driving people, yeah. around, I was like, Oh no, this is not for me, but I do list for very close friends and family. So with my um, family member, I'm thinking, you know, wow. Okay. So they have children with respiratory issues. So I'm like, okay, during this time, I'm just going to do a virtual open house and that's right. available. Like you have to choose which way, you know, you, you want to go. And I'm like, okay, we'll do virtual. We'll make sure everyone puts in footies. We'll make sure that, you know, like you said, show ready planning for an event. We'll schedule, we'll make sure, you know, um, if when I say footies, that's for the vendors who have to come in okay. and, stuff yeah. and make sure we have, um, 
sanitizer everywhere or whatever. You know, we just want to make it COVID ready. So, I mean, we're living in a whole different world and now we're having to come up with different techniques and different systems. So I think, you know, I was teaching a class yesterday and I said, you have to look at your opportunities, you know, um, doing the SWOT analysis, mm-hmm. you know, what SWOT stands for strength, weaknesses, opportunities, threats, right? Yeah. So what I thrive on is the opportunities part. It was like, oh, I know my strength because I'm awesome. So, you know. That yes. part is done. Yeah. <laughs> like that part is done. I'm awesome. And then <laughs> um your 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 opportunities though. I think people we have to deep dive into what our opportunities are now. Most people make money when there's something like big going on or a big mm-hmm. evolution going on, right? So since the industrial revolution, that's where our millionaires right. came up and time after time after time again. So I think this is one of those times where like now we have to look at what our opportunities are and and go for it. And in one of my opportunities that I looked at, and so I'm a constant salesperson. When when COVID first hit, it was so funny. Um, I went online, bought uh, COVIDkits.com. Yeah. <laughs> like you know, I'm, I'm buying like links to resell, and then I'm like, okay, and then they start running out of sanitizer. So I was one of those going to the liquor store, buying the Everclear and mixing it. Okay. <laughs> because it's hand sanitizer that, and I love to drink. Um, so I get the Everclear and I'm like, if it doesn't work, we'll make trash cans. <laughs> we don't know how long this epidemic is going to last. Right. Who knows? <laughs> right. Parties happening over at Right, now, so. right, right. So I, epidemic. Okay. Prepare for zombies and stock up on liquor. That's it. That's my doomsday, doomsday prep. Prepare for zombies, stock up on liquor. And so, yeah, so I'm like, oh, you can make hand sanitizer with it, you know, and showing people mm-hmm. how to do it and stuff like that. And so I'm like, that was an opportunity. If I wanted to break into, I don't know, creating hand sanitizers, that was my opportunity. But you always have to look at a situation, a bad situation, even the worst situations, and look at where your opportunities are. That's how people push to the next level and become like multi-millionaires and stuff so and even next level in life just next level in life right at any life transition anything like yeah look at preach like what Nell said is so key like there are opportunities even in the darkest of times absolutely absolutely so that's one thing this year has uh, taught me and like I said that's why I'm like you know this is what I really love I'm going to move into real estate tech and and move into strategy and helping other agents get strategy and the money will come until it does though I need all of my agents to continue to producing thank you keep up the work keep up the good work guys I do have a great team though I mean like I have the best team in the whole wide world like and that's the other thing like surround yourself because during these times I mean surround yourself with people who who you can just count on, you know, people who you can count on. They, I think, you know, everyone says, oh, surround yourself with, you know, the people who you want to be like. And I think that's good. But I, I also think, you know, sometimes you don't want to be like a person, but they're there for you, you know? Yeah. Mm, no, I don't want to be like the homeless man. This is just an example. No, I don't want to <laughs> be like the homeless man. But if the homeless man says, you know, if he's one of those people that this is all I have to eat today, mm-hmm. but I'm going to give half of it to you. Those are the kind of people that you want to surround yourself with. And you want to be, those are the kind of people you actually should want to be like. So um, while you're also looking for people, you know, the next level that's going to get you to the next level, I mean, just completely surround yourself with people who are going to be there for you, who absolutely have your back because you cannot do the journey alone. I've tried it. It doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. You cannot do the journey alone. So surround yourself with people who, and even if they don't understand your journey, because I think my team, I think my team is like, oh my God, Nelly, again, another, because I did have an app. The app didn't take off like I planned it to take off, Uh you know, and it's like, okay, so, oh my God, Nelly, the app didn't go. I was like, okay, but the dashboard for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Ain't so, so in place. Well, like, yeah, but the app 
was the learning lesson to know right. what to build for the dashboard, you know? So I never look at anything as, um, oh no, you know, it's, I never look at anything as a total loss because it's not, like you said, even in the worst times you find opportunities, right? So I looked at the app as, okay, this didn't work because of this. So now we're going to make it work and we're going to take the lessons that we learned from the app to that. And so I think my agents sometimes are like, uh, okay, so what are, what are, what are we doing now? <laughs> Where, are we? Where are we at? And so I don't know if you've worked with creatives, like I have like 10 million ideas, right? Yep. Running through my head at night. That's, me. That's you're okay, right, right? So, you know, you're driving along and you're like, oh my God, this is so awesome. I got this idea, right, right, right. So, um, so with me, it's like ups and, but what I've noticed, and so I have my Cynthia, I'll mm -hmm. call her my Cynthia, um, because she's a transaction coordinator on the team, but she's so much more than a transaction coordinator. So I can't just call her transaction. Right. She's my Cynthia. So <laughs> I have my Cynthia and my Cynthia, she's really good at saying, hey, Nellie, have you taken some time to do some creative stuff for yourself just to get it out, you know? And I'm like, oh no, I've been so busy running the brokerage, that, you right. know, or, or doing things for the brokerage. But I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like surround yourself with people who are going to remind you, who are going to push you to do, who are going to, because I know she really doesn't quite understand us. Cynthia, I know. I know you don't understand what's going through my head <laughs> half the time. <laughs> As a creative. Yeah, right? I, I know you know. So much. Right. But the fact that you said, hey, take time to do the stuff that's in your head, <laughs> you know, that means a lot. So, um, and then, like I said, I just have such a really wonderful team and we're all, we've learned, I think what we've learned together about real estate is that it's, every individual, you know, every, there's no prototype for the perfect mm -hmm. agent. You just bring your gifts as an individual into the business, you know? That's so, awesome. and that's what I'm trying to hone in on. So everyone who joins our team is like, okay, what are your gifts? You know, what are you good at? I'm always looking at, what are you good at? What can you do? Well, we're going to find the one thing that you can do well, and we're going to try to, to put real estate around that, that mm -hmm. one thing that you do well. Yeah. And that's what makes the team work. Yeah. And that's what makes the team work. Absolutely. Absolutely. And when you hone in on those gifts. Yes. Yeah. That no matter what your industry is, right. no matter what you're doing, when you hone in on your gifts and you're maybe going, I don't have any gifts, Bobby, like, oh, what are you talking Everybody about? Everybody has a superpower. What's your superpower? Mine? Talking yeah. to strangers. Okay. That's your, so I think that's partially like a superpower of mine. Instantly connecting with people. Ah, yeah, you do. That is your superpower. I think mine is, I want to say my superpower because mine's change a lot. So I think my superpower is laughter. Um, because like, you know, whenever mm -hmm. there's an issue or a problem, I'm like, okay, let's laugh it away. And then let's, you know, look at right. it. So I connect with people in that, you know, I try to, um, I, I guess I bounce off of your superpower in that I do connect with people. I can talk to anybody. I try to find out, you know, what is it? What are your goals? What is it mm -hmm. that you want? So my superpower is, I guess, making people feel relaxed enough and comfortable enough to open up so that we can get to, you know, the truth of the matter what we need now that's my superpower with people doesn't work on my kids they're immune to it <laughs> i will say though yeah like after growing up and you know kids at all point yeah like don't listen or we don't see the whole story especially as teenagers and so forth but when you come around full circle and i've been around family so much over the past year mm -hmm. it's been by far a blessing yeah and you know yes there are times where you're just like why are you doing this like things like that yeah but then you look back and you're like this is so much of a blessing and like look how much I've learned over the years right. and like absolutely mom was right you know mom was right mom was right like, if you're listening kids mom was right and we would I'm we'll have that day you're going to call me and you're going to say, mom, you were right. And on that day, I'm going to replay this podcast. <laughs> yep. This is going to mom yes, is right. Because mom doesn't understand the <clears throat> digital age. Mom doesn't understand. Yeah. Well, yeah. The digital age records everything. This <laughs> podcast will live in infamy. Yep. Don't worry. Even when you're 60, I'll pull it out. 
so i mean yeah like coming around full circle like things you realize looking back right 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 like right. 20 years down the road or absolutely 15 your kids will be going i get it now i get where she was coming from. i get it i understand it and then you become then this is the killer part you guys are gonna become me watch you'll start you'll it'll be little things it'll start off with just coffee in the morning oh i have to have my coffee in the morning then it'll start out then it'll start to be hmm that stability thing mom was talking about hmm, it seems appealing <laughs> like hmm the key a key to that is yeah. like with stability especially road life there's a saying on the road mm -hmm. the saying is you always know when it's time to get when off. it's time to get off the road. Like you'll start oh, feeling it. Oh, I like that. Like you always know, and you're like, ah, it'll never come. It'll never come. It comes. It comes. But you know, like I said, I, it sounds awesome to me. But part of that is just my fear. Like, but I love the fact that you know, like my youngest daughter. I love the fact that she's bold enough to say, you know what? I I just want to be everywhere. Like you know, I know. I want to live life everywhere. I, I think that that is an amazing thing. For me personally, I'm just like, I'm so scared. Like I told you, I was like, so you wake up in Paris and then what do you do? <laughs> you go down to the cafe and you go get a cup of coffee and then you go to the boulangerie and go pick up a croissant. That's what you do. Oh, oh I can't digest croissants yet. <laughs> oh, well, then you go grab some fruit. That's then the you go grab some fruit. I'm waiting for the day though. I, I've been like, uh, well, I, I I get a little carbs into a little bit. Oh, I have to ask you since you also do nutrition, artificial sweeteners or real sugar? Real sugar, hands down. Real sugar, hands down. Okay, because I've been buying all these drinks with the artificial sweeteners in it or the no sugar, but they put yeah. in the, you know, so, and then, but my nutritionist actually said, you know, hey, no, if you're going to do it, just do real sugar and just mod do it in moderation. And I'm like, really? Yeah, because your body can break down real sugar better. So I just wanted a second opinion about that. Okay, yep, awesome. real sugar. And fun fact for you on this, oh, okay. as we talk about it, okay. um, I was actually a chemistry major. So okay. I spent lots of time in the lab in undergrad. Okay. And one of my projects was on um, the difference between regular sugar, sucralose, which is Splenda, uh -huh. and then other artificial sweeteners in okay. the breakdown. And like sucralose, I believe, don't hold me to this guys, but it's something ridiculous, like a thousand times sweeter than actual sugar. Mm -hmm. And it's a lot harder for your body to break down, like you said. Mm -hmm. So you get that, but like your body's not processing it as sugar. It like tastes that it's sweet, but your body is like craving that sugar sensation ah. um, and it's not getting it. So you end up eating more of the fake sugar than what you would if you just put a teaspoon of sugar in your coffee. Okay. Just a teaspoon of sugar helps the medicine go down. There you Absolutely. go. <laughs> so yeah, my nutrition is like real sugar. Yes, real sugar in moderation. <laughs> real sugar, real sugar, honey, real maple syrup. Right molasses and for those of you who are like i don't know how to use molasses go back to the podcast where i had chef sakari smithwick on and he tells us all about molasses and okay and what about seaweed oh i love seaweed okay so seaweed is the thing because my cousin makes this awesome seaweed and so you know i was getting it from her um shout out to tiffany hey girl <laughs> hey girl hey um, <laughs> So um, she makes uh, seaweed, and so I did put them in smoothies, and I'm like, should I start this seaweed thing, or is it a fad? So it's not a fad. It's really, If really you good. get, like, real seaweed. Okay. Um, nori, you know, the dulce. I'm trying to think of some of the other ones. Um, but yes, like kelp flakes, things like that. Okay. It has natural iodine for your body. Okay, okay. And your body needs it. So like sprinkle it on salads. Like I oh. used to a lot, like use nori wrappers. Okay. And then I would, I'm a huge fan of salads and uh -huh. greens and protein. And I just like wrap stuff in the nori wrappers. Okay. Okay. So, cause I've been using just like lettuce. So can mm -hmm. you use a nori wrapper for like tacos and whatever? A little bit, but they get soggy. Okay. Okay. 
because I've been like, oh my God, I'm so sick of the lettuce wraps because I can't, you know, like the taco shells or the fajitas. Not that I can't, I'm trying a new lifestyle. So I want to yes. eliminate where I can, you know, um, wasteful calories where I can eliminate wasteful calories. So lettuce is, it's a good opportunity, but I was like, I want something with a with a crunch. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like, yeah. It was like, can I get something with the, and like I said, it's been a little bit under a year. So I'm kind of like, mm. now there are, um, cauliflower, cassava combined. Cauliflower and cassava? Okay. okay. Combined like tortillas that you can find. Okay, really? In the frozen food section, usually in the gluten-free section. Oh, so how do you feel about frozen processed things though? Because I've been trying to eat everything natural. Like if it comes out of a package, I don't eat it. Um, generally the same way. Okay. Generally, but every once in a while, you know, okay. you sort of want something new. Okay, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. But yeah, I feel yeah. That totally makes sense. So I'm just, I know everybody's like, okay. So everyone who will be listening to this podcast that knows me is like, uh, uh, I can't believe this is her talking about nutrition. This is different CrossFit and nutrition. My whole family, they're just like, who is this? What Kool-Aid are you drinking? Right, right. <laughs> it's no Kool-Aid, it's water today. No, I mean, like, so I go to, and shout out to Resilient CrossFit. So when I do CrossFit, right, I go and I, I've been doing it for, I think, since October of last year. Yeah, so late September, October, because when I started, it was like Squat-tober. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, Squat-tober almost took me out of the game, you guys. <laughs> But uh, so I survived it, but I'm like so amazed at what my body can do. And I feel so much better. So I just want to tell people, hey, if you are struggling with, um, if you're struggling with your weight, if you're struggling with like a food addiction, because I, I realized mm-hmm. I have a food addiction. So, and that's hard to, it's the yeah. hardest thing to break. It's like, you need food. <laughs> So you have to eat. You can't quit food cold turkey like cigarettes or something, right? right. <laughs> so you need food, but then you have to understand that you have an addiction. So that's um, hard to. So if you do, get with the nutritionist. Inbox me or inbox Bobby because she has some great. I'm like I'm, I'm gonna inbox you now. Can you be my go-to person now? Yeah, DMs are always open. <laughs> like yeah, DMs. So like I like yeah, because I I'm like oh my gosh, it's this whole new way. Like, it feels so much better. Like I had like I was telling you, I had diabetes and I had high blood pressure, and every day it was just a struggle to get out of bed, and. It's still a struggle to get out of bed though, but the struggle is different because now I struggle to get out of bed to go to CrossFit as opposed to struggling to get out of bed because my blood sugar's high, my head hurts, my stomach feels all off and everything. And my cousin, shout out to Shay. <laughs> I do too many shout outs. It's fine, it's fine, <laughs> we'll keep it. But I was talking to my cousin just yesterday and she was telling me about her, you know, her gut, she was having gut problems and um, she took this total comprehensive test where they take your hair strands, they take your blood, mm-hmm. they take your saliva, they take everything from you. And it come to find out she is allergic to seafood. So she was like, I'm surprised. I mean, because we just love seafood. Like, yeah, we do seafood, right? So I'm like, wait a minute. Like, we're from Louisiana. Like, crawfish is a staple. <laughs> you know, <laughs> how are you allergic to seafood? And she's like, all these years, they did, they ran genetic tests and everything. And she's like, I'm allergic to seafood. And I was like, oh, well, I don't want to take that test. I don't want to know. <laughs> oh my God, I don't, I don't want to know. I'll just, it, sometimes ignorance. <laughs> But I'm but, sure she'll feel 100% better no, getting yeah. it out of her diet. Yeah, no, she has started taking it out of her diet and she feels a whole lot better. So, and that's why I said, I'm just so amazed at how food really affects you. Like, I'm just really learning that this year. You know, I'm amazed by that. But anyway, go ahead. That's awesome. No, it's so <laughs> powerful. Um, as we begin to wrap up here, okay. one of the questions that I always ask on the podcast is okay. what's been one of the biggest blessings for you over the year? Hmm. My gosh, I've had so many. I have had a lot of blessings. Give me a moment to think about it. Or anything. It doesn't even have to be the biggest one. I think my biggest blessing is my family. We... So, 
I have kind of forced my whole family to move into the same neighborhood. So we, <laughs> everybody's close. Right. So we're literally like streets down from each other and we call ourselves the Creekside Five. Um, so I think that's the biggest blessing, just knowing. And it's so crazy because, you know, we've had to quarantine. Mm -hmm. And during the process, some, some of my family members were actually getting their homes built during the pandemic or, you know, and during this process, what um, I've learned is that it's just so great, again, to be surrounded. And that's why I want to build this community. You know, it's just so great being surrounded by support and people, more so than technology, people, you know. So I think my biggest blessing is that I have my family there. We don't necessarily see each other every day, even though yeah. we live like literally walking distance from each other. We don't see each other every day, but just knowing that they're there, just knowing. So that's my biggest blessing to be in the community and in a neighborhood with my family. Of course, all the homes that they bought, the commission from that, that was a blessing. <laughs> it all goes full circle. <laughs> yeah, that was a blessing. <laughs> no, but it's it's true. When yeah. you have people around you, people that you love, people in your circle. Right. Whether it's family, whether it's not, whether it's friends right. that you call family, when you have that in your circle, when you have that in your bubble, you just feel better. Right, right, right. So I think my biggest blessing is over the past year, just the people, the people who are actually around me and in my circle right now, that's been my biggest blessing. That's awesome. So, And where can we find more information out about you? You can find everything you want to find out about me at Linktree forward slash I'm just Nelly. So that has my Facebook, my Instagram. Please stalk me please. I want you to. I need the likes. I need the followers. So stop me. Um, I will make sure to put all of the links to Nellie's info here in the caption notes, wherever you're watching this, whether wherever you're listening to this. I want to thank you so much for joining me today. Nellie. No, thank you for having me. It's just been fun. I just... I know I have to, you know, get out there a little bit more because I am really more of an introvert, even though I seem like an extrovert. I'm a total introvert. So coming out just, it was awesome. So thank you. Yeah, this has been a blast and sharing your knowledge on real estate and what's happening in life and nutrition. I love it. Thank you. And for everybody who is watching and listening to this episode today, I just want to leave you with like, do something that sets your heart on fire. Like, Find that thing. It's not about money, like we've talked about here today. Like, find that thing that you really do love. Like, find that passion and just keep pursuing it. I hope you guys have an incredible day. And this has been another episode of Coffee with Bobby and today's guest, Nellie Tatum. Thank you so much. Bye, you guys. <laughs>